Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, everyone. It's the one and only Vita Gorilla Economist coming to you live with my main man, El Cuco himself, the legendary producer extraordinaire working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast is coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean? Check it out, roguenews.com. It is the nexus of all things geopolitical, geostrategic, geoeconomic. And check out mycbdedibles.com. Mycbdedibles.com. Is today the last day where you get that 20% discount? It'll run through the weekend, so they're, they're yeah, oh, good, so good. T- yeah. Take advantage through the weekend, and then once we get the new products up, I'm sure we'll we'll come up with something, and uh, we, we're going to hopefully have that done by the end of the weekend. So uh, be on yes. be on the lookout for that. Absolutely. And with that being said, we have our main man who needs no introduction. If you don't know who he is right now, uh, then you've been living under a rock and you haven't been following us. It's the one and only Velas. Velas is here. He's going to break down a lot of things going on, but uh. Fellas, man, you know, so today, guys, you're that guy who put his, and I and I mentioned this in our Geostrat group, the gentleman who walked into Pelosi's office and dare put his foot on Marie Antoinette's desk. <laughs> How dare this plebeian do that? Check this out. I was reading his story today. He was sentenced to seven years in prison. His family completely emptied their life savings for his legal defense. Wow. They sold both of their cars. They sold their home. And they were completely bankrupted that they had to hire a public defendant. And the public defendant just basically, of course, you know how that goes. He got sentenced for seven years without parole for sitting on Marie, walking to a building and sitting on Marie Antoinette's desk. I cannot believe this. Meanwhile, two psychopathic hoodlum girls in Baltimore hijack a Uber Eats driver's car, killing him, and possibly could have injured and killed other people as well in the process. They get a slap on the wrist. What the hell is going on in America? I just wanted to start off with that. But anyway, Velas, thank you for joining us. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Where do you want to begin? <laughs> I, I, my only comment to what you just said is uh, Gus Demos' uh, often repeated phrase about you want to find out who not to mess with in this country. Uh, there's, there's your answer. Um, we got a lot today, and uh, let me just roll into this. I'll I'll pause at a couple spots here for for you and CJ to to jump in. Um, so first item is uh, you know my housekeeping items. The the first is a correction from the show on the seventh. 
uh, I made a misstatement, and uh, I like to try and be accurate. So my comment about Andrew Breitbart, I need a correction. There. Yeah, Breitbart and uh, what's the name? Alinsky. It was actually Alinsky. Bill Ayers of the Weather yeah. Underground. It was not Saul Alinsky, so my bad on that one. Um, the other thing is, uh, remember, folks, if you want to listen to replays of shows with Gus, uh, which normally air on Wednesday mornings, please go to the Rogue News website because we just simply can't have that stuff on YouTube. <laughs> um so shout outs to the pipeline repair and cybersecurity folks at Colonial this week. Um, to Brett Goldstein at the Pentagon DDS group. He's the person who's being made to take the fall for the IP address thing that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, to folks living in the southwest of the United States where temps are reaching the hundreds, that's 38 Celsius to you, you Europeans and others. To the runners in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Georgia this week, and to many of our favorite listeners like Lala Mula, Coca Pat, Proud Texas Lady, Moderna Rose, Ronan, of course, Dix, Ronan Returns, Celeste Granillo, Harry Hokonan, Crypto Cowboy, and Namaste to Alangara Abhishek and Alan Brinmo Hansing. And if I've missaid anybody's names, I apologize. Um, we have no answers on Nashville's thermobaric explosion from December or the OVH cloud from last March. And uh, just a reminder uh, about the diversity of some of the folks we've got here on Rogue. I listened to some of Ken Shortkin's uh, material this week, which was very good. Uh, we've got London Paul, of course. We've got uh, Matthew Errett, who's been doing a great job uh, doing a lot more of the historical background uh, on our favorite globalists. Uh, and even Anton Chaikin, who was who was on last week, who was uh, a mentor to Matthew. I just actually picked up uh, Anton's book called "Who We Are." Great uh, book. It's in <laughs> it's in a very large stack sitting next to my desk right now. Same, same. I I got a this is this is what my stack. This is my current reading list right now. It's uh, let's see here. So uh, okay, it's a uh, mastering Monero. That's why I'm I'm, I'm plowing through that one. Because I love Monero. If anybody didn't know, I love Monero. Uh, the Revolution of Military Affairs by Andre Mart uh, Martinov. And last but not least, uh, Who Are We? Who We Are, excuse me. That's my yeah, pile. I've got, yeah, I've got Blind Man's Bluff, uh, which is the story about American submarine espionage, which was recommended to, to me by a bunch of folks in D.C. I've still not nice. gotten to it yet. Guilt by Association by Jeff Gates. Uh, how deception and self-deceit took America to war. This was one of the folks on the inside who kept wondering why we kept dealing with terrorists. Uh, the big one by Carol Quigley, which is a thick tome, Tragedy and Hope. Um, and then oh, that's just, a classic. That is a classic. I've also got The Case Against Socialism by Rand Paul. And then just for kicks and giggles, I have The Emerald Tablets of Thoth the Atlantean. Um, so, mm, nice. you know, if I'm going the lava lamp route... <laughs> <laughs> got the thought book. Um, so on our victories, because uh, we need we need some victories, even even if they're small, because small things build. Uh, the Ger Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the GBI, has concluded the officer involved in the Rayshard Brooks shooting. Uh, Atlanta police officer Garrett Rolf did nothing wrong. That's sad news for an aggressive district attorney who wanted to prosecute the officer, and it's obviously now a mess. And the DA was up for re-election, so I'm sure this is going to put a crimp in that. Uh, several states are still passing legislation uh, to ban the uh, special kind of passport we've been hearing about. Um, 
from the tools and resources options uh, mentioned previously last week about of many options, uh, LexisNexis and Westlaw for looking up legal information. Um, there's also attorneys and rights advocates providing legal information on YouTube and other vendor, uh, venues. Uh, one of those people is a gentleman named Andrew Esquire, who has a TikTok site called at Andrew Esquire. Um, he has a ton of, of advice on a number of things from traffic stops to loopholes and contracts and related. And given our discussion last week about homeowners associations and condo associations, his his site is worth checking out. There's actually quite a bit of, of folks out there like that. Andrew's background is, is he was a corporate lawyer. So uh, obviously somebody with a lot of experience and he's proven very popular and has helped a number of people get themselves out of some, some tight spots. Um, in the media world, uh, noting our ongoing ca uh, caution about trust but verify, and especially when it comes to demagogues in the media, uh, that said, uh, boy, Tucker Carlson is turning into a one-man wrecking machine. Um, oh, yeah. He, he continues to call for investigations into government officials. Uh, he's been uh, showing Hunter, Hunter Biden's text messages with his Chinese handlers. And uh, I want special ops folks who've retired around him 24 hours a day at this point to keep him safe. Uh, Dave Chappelle, a comedian, uh, has recently spoken out about his concerns about cancel culture, and he continues to do so. Dave's, Dave's good people. has got a lot of heart. Yep. Um, education, we've talked about this before. Uh, we have a number of school districts that have been fighting back. One of the newest ones is there's a school district in Cleveland who has refused to vote for a levy that was uh, the, the sole purpose of the levy was not books, fixing buildings, or sports teams. Uh, the levy was to fund critical race theory. And voters turned it down. Um, there's also another new group out there worth mentioning called Parents Defending Education, who's worth checking out. Uh, this is a, a group of parents, mostly mothers, who've gotten together uh, across the United States and are putting together ways in which to both identify and stop uh, indoctrination in the schools, whether it's woke ideologies uh, or similar. Uh, on the election front, without going down a rabbit hole, the good people of Arizona came up with a good idea. They're now suing for prior election data going back to 2018 to have it audited. And given the degree of freakout on that topic, I'm quite sure they've they've hit a sore spot there. <laughs> so, didn't, didn't these idiots uh, wipe out the some of the machines? They did. They mm -hmm. did, and I know I know some of our friends on on the chat that you and I and CJ are on have strong views on that. My my take on it is is that a lot of people's sus suspicions are just conjecture and are easy to dismiss. And I and the degree to which things may change or things may dare I even use the word overturned, I'm not even going to go there. But it does provide more context and content uh, for us to understand how far down the rabbit hole goes and there's nothing people like this can't stand more than exposure so we will we will see where the events in arizona take us as well as the the sleeper issue that's going on up there in michigan uh and a couple of the other areas out there and wanted to offer some color also on our overall situation everybody which is this we've we've had months of you know to kind of paraphrase the bible we've had uh, months of rumors of issues and issues themselves in a lot of aspects of the world and I wanted to offer this historical example just for perspective. When Imperial Russia and Japan went to war in 1905, um, the war was centered in Eastern Russia, which did most of Russia's military assets were in the Western part of the country. So they had to sail part of the Imperial fleet basically halfway around the world to get to the Vladivostok region to Vladivostok, engage yep. Japan. 
Now, Russia was horribly defeated. And many folks on our show would quite rightly point out that Russia and Japan were manipulated the entire time by people like the London Corporation, and that's very true. However, a more immediate takeaway from that uh, in our current times is this. The Tsar's intelligence service kept receiving reports, later determined that they were planted, that Japan had sent forces to engage the Russian fleet long before they would arrive at Vladivostok. So the result was, is while the Russian naval forces are sailing this long-distance trip, they kept drilling constantly in anticipation of what they thought was an imminent attack, and everybody was operating at a very heightened state of readiness all the way there. And of course, by the time they arrived, the crews were exhausted. Several of the ships actually needed maintenance, and they wore themselves out by being misled. And Japan was able to inflict one of the worst naval defeats in European history up to that point. So when it comes to a lot of the noise that's being thrown at us, try and filter that as best you can. I know that's not easy. And remain calm in spite of the trying times we're in. We need to remain focused on what we need to know about and what we have the power to change. So let us let us not find ourselves exhausted before we even, even arrive at the, the bigger battles that may await us. Now, just a few uh, points before I kind of get into a, a main review today. And I was joking with V and CJ throughout this week that... <laughs> Every time I had my notes written up for this week's show, I'm sitting there going, and no, I got to redo the whole thing because we had so much going on this week that that was just so fluid. And then, as is often the case, you know, you've you've got a main news story, but then you got to start digging into it to figure out, okay, what's the more hidden elements. So before we get into that, two two takeaways about this week I wanted to offer. Um, the first is is about uh, Jeff Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, Ghislaine's trial has now been bumped to November, and that story was buried on the back page of the back page with good reason. Now, I've talked a bit about them moving the trial or talking about it, and also on a prior show, we covered that there's a lot going on with that case that both the defense and prosecuting attorneys don't want to get into because there's so many people connected to that and and you you veer too much in one direction or another in the discovery that could come out in that case and you're just you're just opening up the door for a lot of problems. So what's interesting is what occurred just prior to the judge moving that date further out this year. That being that the defense team listed Bill Clinton as a defense witness. <laughs> now, now, the, now there's uh, something hold on fellas uh, hold on right uh, i tell you right now when i was down at uh epstein's island i was on that on lolita express at the, no, not the lolita it was a jeffrey epstein express and uh that blue dress i waited a long time while the artist painted me in that blue dress i tell you right now i don't know what gizlane's talking about i mean she was out there driving her submarine um I, that's all i know she's got she's a submarine pilot and she's a, a airline pilot i mean i was just there for humanitarian reasons fellas we're gonna we're gonna have a massive repeat of the iran contra hearings with i don't recall um so they listed Bill as a defense witness, and that's certainly something to make a sitting judge run to run for their life to a location without 120 volt power, because you know nail guns and all, uh, yeah. just just <laughs> too many skeletons there. Um, sections of I-40, uh, the highway that runs the Interstate Highway 40 here in the United States, it runs between Tennessee and Arkansas, have to be shut down because, for those of you who may have seen it. Uh, there's an actual split in one of the main beams in the span of that bridge. Um, Don't you love our third world infrastructure? I was going to. I, 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 
I had a notation in here about because I know V is a major fan of the infrastructure. Uh, <laughs> now, as they say in the United Kingdom, well, that's being sorted out. As of this morning, no joke, there are 800, 800 barges who are stuck because they can't sail under that bridge right now. Which you kind of leads to me. Oh, my you God, no. Uh, I saw See, the aerial photos. The supply chain gridlock of how that's going to affect so many things. Lumber, building materials, granite, I mean, food staples. You know, the amount of crap that flows up and down the Mississippi is incredible. Well, and the other thing that I think that that we've talked on, just a reminder, a refresher for, for a lot of you, um, is economics 101 the the most efficient way to move cargo is across water and yep. one of the greatest advantages the united states has had versus other countries is we have a very expansive river system in the united states so for russia and other countries you know russia's got the volga river which is a big deal to them and, and almost sacred but it's like outside of that you know in those countries it's wagons by road so moving things by water, whether it's international cargo delivery or here in the United States, I think a lot of people are unfamiliar with how much barge. And when I say barge traffic, folks, I know a lot of you might be thinking, well, that's just coal. Well, it's oh, coal. It's, I just, it's refined you know, fuels. It's, yep. it's cargo. It's, it's cargo. Velas, I just looked this up. The largest single items, largest single bulk items moved on the Mississippi River. Guess, check this out, man. Gasoline, kerosene, fuel. What, what are the odds? Oh, so God. this this dovetails into our bigger topic today, and I've got a couple of pieces on on the bigger um, the bigger view here. Now, uh, prefacing and my my apologies of a fashion. Um, I was up last night until like two in the morning, folks. I'm not kidding. Trying to rewrite my notes to make this at least sound coherent because <laughs> there's just there's just so much and. Um, the other thing is, is we, we could do show after show on a number of these topics, but my thanks also to Matthew Arrett because, uh, he provided me, well, provided a couple of us, uh, a link, uh, to a guy going through some of this topic matter, which added to the material I already had. So as always, my thank you for, for Matt. Um, and we've been discussing for a few weeks now, you know, and then V just, just listed it about, we have a wide variety of shortages and we've covered copper and we've just and we've discussed lithium we've also discussed how uh, uh limitations in lithium which is used for a number of high-end electronics uh led to a possible overthrow of the bolivian government recently and given the fact that copper which is now being described as the new oil as far as investing is concerned um and i uh posted some material this morning on on the discord uh Vellus section. Also, just a reminder to everybody when it comes to tools and things, if you go to the uh, hashtag resources section of the Discord page, we've got a lot of we got a lot of content there worth worth looking through. Um, but I would direct you all back to the April second program. Now that's back when we were still on Rogue Media TV. I believe it's still there, but even if it isn't, I know CJ posted it to the Rogue News website. But back on the April second program, I really started getting into the supply chain piece. Covered a lot about data centers and so on. So with that, let's start with the first piece of the overall picture, which is the hacking and cybersecurity stuff. So, of course, we had the Colonial Pipeline topic this week. Um, here are some takeaways about that. There are many pipelines in the United States 
But that particular group of pipelines delivers refined fuels to the East Coast and the Northeast, as well as a number of Southern states. So that's not oil on its way to be refined like the Alaskan pipeline. And that's an important decision. These are refined fuels, which means they immediately go to distribution centers and then from the centers they're, they're trucked or delivered to, to various fuel stations. Now, Colonial, this is when we get a little, a little, uh, I wouldn't say controversial, but but a, a fixed uh, foil hat. Um, Colonial has pipelines through blue states too, but those didn't go down. Just the ones in states that are are predominantly identified in the American context as being red states. That seems a bit odd. Also, Colonial is a privately held company. Want to guess who one of the biggest owners of that firm is? Hmm. Tell us. It's the Koch family, aka oh, the famous. The famous Koch brothers, of which we're down to one. Now, there's a lot of folks out there, um, uh, and some of some of them are are like, well, but we've got to support the Koch brothers because they support conservative causes. And it's like, eh, the Koch family supports whatever makes them money. Uh, they're just very good at marketing what they do. Um, so we got a privately held firm run by a private family saying that they had a private problem that they're dealing with privately. <laughs> and if you're, and if it only costs me. If, if you're only going to pay $5 million to restore a third of the fuel in the United States, I got to wonder, uh, well, how much are you going to pay me if I threaten to take down the power grid? Um, yeah, seriously. I mean, so cutting off fuel, and we've seen you know Russia do this as part of their foreign policy. We've seen other countries do this. Um, cutting off fuel or reducing people's access to fuel during, during uh, important periods in the year is, is a very effective way to rattle people's cages. And... I've had friends uh, in this neck of the country uh, where CJ and I live. I had a friend of mine tell me recently they were at a Sam's Club earlier this week uh, in my area where each fuel pump was eight cars deep. And my my first thought was, we're not even affected. <laughs> the, pipeline yeah. do, the pipeline doesn't even well, affect this part of the it, Midwest. It, it's like the morons who hoarded toilet paper. It's the same thing. It's It's ridiculous. Well, and, and that's an important point because, question, why are consumers freaking out? Well, because they've been conditioned to freak out over the past year with change. And to your point, uh, V, thank God nobody said we were low on toilet paper and fuel at the same time. I mean, my God, I'd, we, would, we would have chaos in the streets. But this, this, this goes back again to my analogy about the Russian Imperial Fleet. Japan might try and attack us on the way to where we're going, but let's stay focused on the mission. Let's not let that distract us. So, I mean, people are putting, science moment, people are putting fuel in plastic bags. What are plastic yep. bags made out of? Petroleum. So you're basically right. putting it back in solution. <laughs> and my personal favorite was there was a photo out there. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. It was ridiculous. Uh, there was a photo of a guy with a Humvee down in Florida, which he loaded up with all these fuel cans. <laughs> And then he had a fire. So, so he <laughs> sat on the side of the road burning. It, it, I mean, at first I thought, man, who hit U.S. troops in Afghanistan? Wait, that's Florida. That's not <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> so then the other thing on this cyber topic is, where is the FBI's cybersecurity group? They're one of the best in the country. And we haven't heard a mention of them. Normally when yeah. we have a major cyber incident, what's the standard thing. Well, we either get the blue jackets out with yellow FBI letters on the back or whatever it is, or the, the FBI stands there with their arms folded in front of the podium going, we're very involved. 
And as you know, you know, we have to deal with this privately, but rest assured, America, we're on the case. The FBI's initial response on this was, we're, we're studying it. Well, my God. And then the other thing is, Colonial's a private company, and it's not the government's place to interfere from the White House. I'm sorry, what? This isn't North Face who's saying we might be short of winter coats this year. This is the fuel <laughs> supply of the South and the East Coast by foreign actors based on our government's own description. And the government, your response seems to be intentionally odd. Plus, the other thing is, is we had an announcement from the White House this week to uh, just expect more hacking incidents. Uh, yeah, I I bet. You know but what it is, man? Go ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm starting to get an image, right? They're, they're, first of all, the tepid, flaccid response by the Freaky Boys International in order to investigate what the hell's going on with the Colonial Pipeline. That's exhibit number one. Exhibit number two, how convenient that all of a sudden we have 800 barges. The majority of the bulk item that is carried through the Mississippi is fuel, gasoline, and petroleum products, right? So, and what's happening there? They're, they're backed up. And now these idiots are saying, well, there's going to be just more hacks on infrastructure. They are beating the living shit out of the American public. They're torturing you. They're telling you these things are out of control. We can't control it. These guys are the ones perpetrating this nonsense. There's no way in hell that all of a sudden you got a pipeline issue. It's a private problem. You'll pay $5 million to have it resolved. That's ridiculous. That's rid- I don't know what kind of hacking group this is. I would have requested a $500 million, maybe $500 billion in order to get, turn back your uh, infrastructure back on. The other thing is, with the uh, with, with this whole Mississippi bridge, the bridge and the, the beam that needs to get fixed, the 800 barges there, notice everything is centered around fuel. You, you, you nip at the fuel, all of a sudden what do you do? You create negative feedback loops within the economy that affects what? Food, inflation triggers, I mean everything else. They're choking the American public, man. This is ridiculous. This is completely orchestrated, in my opinion. And you're hitting you're hitting on the topics I'm going to cover, and several things here, folks. Please insert your Doctor Evil moment of uh, what do you call it? You have to pay me one trillion dollars, Doctor Evil. There's not that much money in the entire planet. Um, yeah, why even state that you paid them? There's there's no point. And after working with cybersecurity groups, you you never identify the amount of the payment. You never identify you paid. And again, it's a, say it with me, folks, it's a privately held company. There's no shareholders. There's no disclosure. There's no annual report. Of all people, they can just sit there and say, it's an internal matter. We're working with the government. And, and, you know, uh, we were well aware of the inconvenience. We're working on it. This reeks to high heaven. Now, to me, there's a bit of the colonial thing that's a head fake, and let me explain why. Because here are the things you didn't hear about. One, one of the three largest truck trailer providers for big rigs rolling down the highway, whose named utility trailer manufacturing, was hacked this week, too. Oh, God. Not much information, how they were hit, how their operations were impacted. The main story seems to be that employee information was compromised, but, you know, now... What's interesting about that? Number one, they're located in the city of industry out in Long Beach, California. And that's very important because that's where the Long Beach port is located, which was one of the biggest arteries for cargo leaving and coming into the United States. It's also, it's also where, if you'll recall, I was talking last fall, right before the election and right after the election about what? 
that we had weird rail backups on the west coast of the United States. I wouldn't even call them backups. They just weren't running. And so cargo started building up. We couldn't get stuff out to Asia, and stuff from Asia was sitting off our coast waiting to be unloaded. But wait, there's more. Yes, they're the third largest truck trailer provider, but they're the biggest manufacturer of refrigerated trailers. That's food, folks. That's food, and we're going to revisit that in a second. Here's the other one you didn't hear about. CSX Rail, the big rail company. They were hacked last March. Now, what happens when train schedules are interfered with everybody? A train isn't like a truck. You don't reroute that on a highway or just tell them to take back roads. Are you all noticing the pattern here? There's a pattern here. These are all distribution and supply chain networks like what V was talking about, who rely on key pieces of the infrastructure. So play a game with me. At a particular moment in time, trains and trucks are working. Okay. But then you have fuel problems. Do you have fuel? Okay. Now you can't get a container for ocean-going cargo ships because they're unavailable or they're too expensive. Or you can't get trailers for tractor-trailer trucks, or it's harder to find them, harder to repair them, because that's a, I worked in the trucking industry for a little while. Uh, maintaining those trailers is a big one. And then obviously refrigeration for food. If the trucks are working, okay, now is rail impacted? There's no way this many supply chain elements that are part of a broad series of extortions, there's no way this isn't coordinated. It can't be. All the right points are being hit at the right time. Now, some takeaways about this cyber picture before we get into food. First, you're messing with the global economy. So a bunch of kids in Poland or Mexico jacked up on energy drinks does not explain this. Because normally when you mess with something at this level, you're going to get visited by really unpleasant people. And so this is continuing, which means somebody wants it to continue. The second is is, is uh, no major news outlets are looking at this collectively. It kind of goes back to my comment last week without my raising my voice about the whole Kennedy thing, which is we have stories about fuel. We have stories maybe kind of about transportation issues. We have stories about a lack of drivers and trucking. But, but nobody out there is pulling all of that together saying, wait a minute, these aren't just individual uh, events. Then on top of it, we have the one that isn't in the news currently, but I always cover at the opening of the show, which is all of these, we'll just call them issues with data centers. How are you now take all of the examples I gave you about, do you have trucks? Great. Do you have fuel? Great. Are the rail lines running? Okay. Now let's factor in most cargo delivery is just in time or JIT around the world. How are you going to be effective at that if your communications networks keep getting impacted? And then, as I said, the White House said, well, we just have to accept that cyber attacks are here and are probably going to increase. Well, that's, that's an odd statement, given the fact that we've spent unbelievable amounts of money in the United States on cybersecurity capabilities, both at the government level, at the Department of Defense level, and similar. And suddenly, everyone's just got their hands in their pockets, shrugging, saying, well, this is kind of a new one, because uh, that's just a flat-faced lie. And then I hate to go there, but then it's like we've got a, a concerted effort here to slow down and impact supply chains globally. Logically, then I have to assume that one of the predictions would have to be that we have to keep a close eye on various power grids. And as V pointed out, all of this contributes to inflation. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's roll into the food topic. So in the prior year since that thing in March of 2020, a lot of farm animals were culled. Uh, rather than sending them to market. 
So that meat is out of the food supplies and farms now are, are uh, have less livestock. We also have like similar to what happened with, with lumber, we have reduced operating hours and a lot of meat processing facilities as well. So the ability to raise capacity has been, has been impacted. And then last Christmas, say it with me, we had a hacking attack on the U.S. largest refrigerated storage firm's operations. They lost a lot of frozen meat products due to spoilage until those refrigerators were able to be turned back on again. That seems like a very odd coincidence, doesn't it? Now, speaking of reduced livestock, and I'm going to get into this a little bit more, this isn't just the United States. Case in point, the United Kingdom right now. In the UK, they have the fewest number of cattle in the country since 1910. That's kind of notable. And in one of my many past lives, I worked with companies like John Deere and others who provide uh, farm equipment and, and similar as well as GPS systems to, to monitor uh, delivery of, of cargo out of, out of farming uh, and uh, grain elevators and so on. Now, here's a less known thing. Most farmers in the United States and Canada, they plant their crops when they're told to. Some of you may not know that. When you buy seed from Monsanto or other big seed providers, you have to plant it based on their recommendations. Now, why would that be? Because the seeds are patented. It's their property. So you plant when they tell you to plant. And another uh, additional incentive to keep those farmers in line is not collective farms like we saw in the Soviet Union. But many U.S. farms across the United States, they're part of large corporate ownership programs. And I'm not even going to get into the whole Bill Gates thing. But the net of it is, is that a lot of our farms are part of big uh, corporate organizations. They help underwrite seed purchases and similar. So when you, you got all these people standing around telling you basically how you farm is up to you, but what you're farming and when you plant it is up to them. So this year in 2021, what happened? Well, the seed providers have told farmers, especially here in the Midwest and, and into uh, the South, to plant early. Whoops, we had a cold, wet spring. They should have waited. So factor in the kind of weather we're expecting this year, and farmers are already reporting they're going to deliver reduced yields. Then on top of it, we have California, who's one of our biggest agricultural providers. California is already in a drought. And I was working in that state back in 2014 throughout most of the year, up in Northern California, and I remember vividly what they went through up there. Um, kind of an aside, you wine drinkers may want to start considering moving into some Kentucky bourbon <laughs> to diversify your holdings. Um, you'll also recall some of my other shows. I've been raising this issue about India and their farmers, and, and there's quite a bit of upset and protests and so on in India in their farming community, which now is making more sense because the big dust-up in that country has been that India's farmers have been fighting for more than a year now about what they feel is unnecessary interference and their concern is, is India's food security. So to conclude on the food topic, we have think tanks and people like Bill Gates saying you need to eat more plant-based meats as well as insects. I just read an article this morning about the, uh, the big wave of cicadas we're supposed to get here across the United States uh, that we should start bagging up all those cicadas uh, and eat them, you know, which I thought was sadistically funny. Um, uh, the other thing, by the way, folks, is uh, any of those plant-based meats, if you actually research any of that, uh, don't eat that stuff. <laughs> Please, don't, don't do it. Um, so we've got reduced yields in uh, farm output this year, uh, both in the United States as well as other countries. Now, to what degree is hard to say. 
And if you've caught up on any of the international news or diplomatic stuff going on out there, there's a lot of countries who import nearly all their food and things are getting somewhat dicey. Uh, there's a lot of governments that are talking about planning for shortages. There's a lot of governments that are, are kind of getting into it with each other about, well, if you cut off our supply of cooking oil, we're cutting off your supply of grain. Um, we need some cool heads there. Um, it is a global challenge. Uh, China is looking at some serious issues. Uh, and I don't wish that on anybody, especially given China's history, particularly what happened in 68. And then again, Mexico on our southern border. Uh, Mexico has been battling with U.S. Company, uh, U.S. chemical companies all year because um, phosphates and some other um, uh, products that we sell them for their farming sectors, Mexico doesn't want to use that stuff anymore, and their government doesn't want to use it anymore. But U.S. firms keep arguing them, saying, "Well, we have a contract, so you have to keep buying it." So, as an interim, uh, you may want to check out your local uh, farmers markets or. Uh, Equally, there's a lot of folks don't know this. You can go online and buy products from certain farmers markets. Might be worth taking a look at that. Um, and not to go crazy on this topic, but I mean, if you've got a small piece of land available in your backyard, I mean, you don't need to carve up a whole acre. Um, but maybe consider, you know, planting a small garden in the backyard. Might be something you can do with the kids. If you live in an apartment, uh, grow some herbs. You can even grow tomatoes quite easily uh, in an in an apartment. And uh, not to go crazy with the whole uh, toilet paper and gasoline thing, but you may want to stock up on some flour and some yeast because even I was <laughs> blown away last spring uh, when going to my local grocery store and it was just one big, long, empty shelf of nothing. Of course, what's funny is I was able to find a way to find flour uh, and yeast both, even though all the grocery stores were out. And where did I find it? I found it at health food stores. Um, it's going to cost a little more. But it's probably a lot healthier than even some of the bleached stuff. And I'm gonna start hitting up the international market. I'm gonna start switching to goat. Uh, I'm gonna start switching to pheasant. <laughs> Things that people <laughs> normally wouldn't eat. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to wean off the ribeye at some point. <laughs> what is what is it they call they call uh, possum in the state of Tennessee? They call it Tennessee Interstate Pizza or something like that. Tennessee um, Interstate Pizza. Yeah, see, but, yeah. see, we're gonna have to start hunting, bro. We can do that. We can do that. We're gonna have across, to. We can I'll do come that. across the the border and join you guys for some up. There you go. Bird All right. All right. Um, we'll make a we'll make a day of it. Um, so on the inflation front, um, we've got the highest U.S. increase in forty years was announced this week, and connect, connected with that is the consumer price index, uh, which has continued to drive inflation. Um, I posted on 512 this week uh, a heat map of a number of different CPI, Consumer Price Index, yeah. readings across the U.S. economy you may want to check out. And then a per report this morning, uh, hot, off the, hot off the ticker tape, a quarter of all money in circulation in the United States is since January of 2020. That's stunning. Oh my God. They are just running... Those printing oh. presses, like it's going on. Oh God! Oh my God! So, in my in my final summation here, we have global cargo, and the movement of that cargo is being extensively impacted, whether intercountry or globally. And we still have backlogs in shipping and the availability of cargo containers. We have impacts to the trucking and rail industries, whether in equipment, personnel, or cyber attacks. Trucking industry has been dealing for quite some time with a shortage of uh, drivers. That's that's 
been an ongoing ongoing issue. Part of that too, by the way, folks, is in the uh, interstate trucking world, you have what are known as class eight trucks. Those are the big kind of 18 wheelers yep. you used to see rolling down the road. But there are a whole series of classes beneath class eight and like class six or class five, for instance, those are like large ambulances, things like that. But class six and class seven straight trucks. Yeah, big box trucks, trucks, panel trucks. They've got a number of different names. Those are the trucks that pick up where the big rigs left off. Those are the trucks that drive in the inner city. Those are the trucks that drop off stuff. Sometimes uh, if you live in an area where they can't roll in an 18-wheeler, it's not practical. Um, Those are the vehicles, especially in cities and things, that tend to drop off a lot of cargo. That's one area where we're really having a shortage of drivers. And back in my college days, we were we were driving one of those around working on campus that summer. And um, man, I've driven one of those. And I got to tell you, it's it's a it's like driving a, a fire truck. I mean, yep. you've really got to know what the crap you're doing. So that we've got we had the driver shortage. So we have a, a perfect storm here of, of different factors. Now, Sure, we got Warren Buffett making money when the Canadian pipeline was shut down after the change in the U.S. administration and oil now had to be moved by his rail networks. And I'm equally sure somebody's making a killing on oceanic cargo containers. But this is too widespread to just be, you know, a few billionaires trying to make a buck. There's there's a lot more going on here. And I know there's a very wide variety of opinions out there about what that is. For today's show, at least, I'll just kind of leave that alone. But also the cyber attack topic or cyber interference, if you will, however you want to look at it. We simply have to assume after everything else we've seen, because the other thing, too, is I'll admit some of the things we've seen in the news, for instance, the bridge there on I-40. Not something I would have thought of. Um, And I'm not saying that's intentional. It could be just standard wear and tear. Um, But that means we got to. Most likely it is, but the timing couldn't be more perfect. Yes. Uh, the other thing too is, is we've got to, we got to be mindful of, of power generation, water, uh, or other utilities. And again, all of this has several factors. One, it's driving up inflation. We've talked about inflation. They need inflation because they've got to monetize the debt and we've got a massive amount of debt, especially if a quarter of all money in circulation right now has, has been pumped in just simply since January. The other is psychological. And that's where, you know, I don't mean to be flippant when I say this, but we we may have to make some changes in whatever we're buying from grocery stores to start sourcing some things now. And I know, again, a lot of you are looking for solutions, and we try to do that here at Rogue, and we've, we've got a lot of stuff um, posted in the resources section of, of the Discord page. But part of part of that whole thing about, about options and resources is being is being informed. So right now, we're heading into, you know, the June, July timeframe, we're heading into the beginning of summer. My caution, if you will, would be part of this too. And I hate to say this, but it's simply the truth. When the weather's warm or nice and, you know, there's trees with leaves on them and all that neighbors mowing the lawn, people tend to be a lot happier, but you start getting into the colder part of fall and winter and people's moods start, you know, the winter blues and things. So it's like, look, unless you live in Florida. Right. Well, then you're just dealing with in- insects the size of a small child. But um, <laughs> the net of it, folks, is act act now. Now, I know some of the commentary we've had on the show about, you know, Gus and others' perspectives about you got, you got to get to a red state if you're not already there. If you, for whatever reason, can't get to a red state, you need to make sure you've got assets in a red state. 
And again, I'm not suggesting everybody go full on uh, escape from New York, um, Mad Max, you know, kind of stocking up. But it's it's a theme I've had before, and it's a theme I've used with a lot of people who I know in my part of the world, which is you've always got to operate two things. One, you've always got to live like a farmer, which means you always have to live beneath your means. Because maybe today, this year was a good harvest, next year maybe not so much. You've, you've got to always kind of keep some buffer there. The second thing is, is that is in spite of, of the socialist paradise out in California, which is unfortunate because I remember the old California, um, Californians for years, it's like there's going to be an earthquake. So they always keep stuff on hand to get by for 72 hours or maybe a week or two. For friends I know in Florida or in the Gulf Coast, uh, hurricane planning is always kind of part of their their lives. Now, in the Midwest, I mean, our thing is tornadoes, which are, are very hit or miss. Um, but the thing about a tornado is, is either you still have your house or you don't. Um, but but uh, stocking up on some things, folks, looking into other networks of um, farmers, especially, I'll tell you right now, I mean, in my area right now, our farmer's market started opening up in this area like a month ago. So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on uh, the basics of what you would need to, to make a go of it for maybe a week or two. Um, you know, would things, quote, get worse? I don't even know what worse is at this point. But my point is try to plan as best as you can. Um, I know for some of you this is like, well, this is just something we got to deal with. I know for a number of you it's like, well, I want good news. Well, the sun's out and the earth is still going around the, <laughs> the sun. I don't mean to be flippant, but it's like let's, <laughs> let's kind of work our way back. Let's work our way back from worst case to where we are. Um, there's a lot of things that, that we've we've got to keep an eye on, and that's what we'll continue to do. So with that, that was the content I had, and I'll, I'll open the floor there for CJ and V. CJ? No, I mean, uh, great. Uh, great content today, uh, Velas, and uh, agree on all fronts. It's there's there's a lot to monitor currently. And yes, there you know, is. There's, there's well, just a lot to monitor. So I'm I'm thankful that we have a solid team here at Rogue uh, to continue to document. Uh, just to give everyone a heads up, I'm I'm not sure when we are going to do it, uh, but I will be having Erin uh, Elizabeth, uh, who is uh, Dr. Joe McCullough's uh, wife, uh, on. Um, but give you guys a, a little bit heads behind the scenes. I, I help like rarely uh, with her with live stream when she's in a bind and stuff like that. I'll jump in and help. And uh, long story short, yesterday I, I had to fill in uh, to help her out. And during the live stream, she was completely deplatformed uh, wow. across, across Instagram. Wow. It was actually during the live stream. I've never seen anything like it. I couldn't, I couldn't. You mean it was, it was simultaneous? The, all in it one was simultaneous, time? yes. On multiple yes. platforms? Multiple platforms. Instagram, wow. Instagram uh, Facebook. Um, people couldn't post any, post any links to her site. Just, uh, gosh, just, just amazing. So long story short, I'm going to, I'm going to get her on so we can, we can discuss that. And the reason why I state the importance of that is, I know many of us are still stuck into these uh, some of these legacy systems like YouTube, where we get our content from. But you really need to do us a favor. You really need to get over to roguenews.com, uh, scroll to the bottom, uh, put your email in there to subscribe, and then bookmark that site. Because if we, that ever happens to us and we can see how they're attempting to really suppress and shut down quite a bit of any information that is – uh, counter to their narrative, uh, it's just going to escalate. It's just going to continue. So I just, I just wanted to add that. But hopefully, I'll, I'll have her on to be able to go into a greater conversation. She was, she was on the top ten 
a hit list of, of the media to really take out. Um, they have a list that they're actively looking through of people they're uh, working on to completely deplatform. De so uh, you guys go ahead. Good God. Yeah, and that's that's why I've mentioned a number of times, folks, when it came to like Mike Moore over at True Pundit. I mean, he he started digging the bunker last year, uh, especially given as he's, his lingo is, you know, he's got hooks, as he calls it, with, with various federal agencies and stuff. And he's a guy that already battled with the FBI. I mean, they tried to throw him into federal prison because uh, he got too close to Comey. So, I mean, he's he's down there in the bunker with full offensive and defensive capability and and just to keep his show on on the air. And to CJ's point, I know we I know you all are probably just tired of us saying it. Uh, it's like sending a, a kid out the door, telling them to wear their their hat and coat in the winter. But it's like you've you've got to make sure you know where the Rogue News website is. Go go bookmark that thing because it's not like we haven't had that happen here before to us going into probation. And I'm joking when I say this, but it's like when we've got Gus Demos on here, <laughs> you, you got to know they're looking in our general direction. <laughs> yes, exactly. Unreal, man. Unreal. So Unreal. keep your powder dry and keep your swivel on, folks, and have a good weekend and. Take some time for yourself and put your feet up. Yeah. You know, it, it's incredible that, you know, all these things were <clears throat> building behind the scenes. All these things were building under the under the covers, so to speak. And um, when you look at where we are, all of this, it's, it, it's, dude, I mean, how many times have you had to rewrite your notes? Like I'm, I'm trying to write an right, article. Right. I must have rewritten it like three times already. I can't keep up. Everything is breaking in the worst possible way. Everything that has a correlative negative feedback into another system or a or, or 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 you know or some sort of a structure that that feeds either commerce, um, economic, or agriculture, something. Everything that centers around food and energy and economy is being stretched to the utmost limit. I've never seen it like this in my entire life. I've never seen it like this. This is a systemic uh, um, cascading effect, man. I, I, can't even, I can't even begin to – I don't even know where to start. Well, and it's, I made a snarky comment last year about a number of things that were going on with the riots where I said, you know, my, my comment at the time was, quote, this isn't even very good. Um, conversely, a friend of mine who I used to work with in the defense space in Washington made a comment to me where they said, right, because they don't care. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care if you see the obviousness of what they're doing. Um, but, I mean, it, it's, it's a circus. I mean, it's like how long until BLM and Antifa come out and burn something down again? Even though we – how many times have we said it ad nauseum on this show that at least many of the leaders of both organizations, including uh, others on the on the conservative side, have FBI informants running them, which, you know, begs the question, well, geez, this feels like the 1968 Democratic Convention where the FBI disrupted it. That's yeah, odd, exactly. odd for a law enforcement agency um, and a whole host of other things that are going on. I mean, for Joe Biden this week, I mean, I know. Saki, the press secretary, said it about last week. But this week, for, for Joe Biden to be standing in front of the press at a podium and say, I'm not supposed to talk to you guys, and turns around and walks away. I mean, it's like, this would be considered bad writing in, in uh, daytime TV. I mean, 
I have to go now. I'm not allowed to talk to all of you. Unreal. Unreal. Unreal indeed. All right, man. I mean, folks, there you have it. It's very somber. It's a very somber episode of V for Velas. Um, oh, let's call it informative. Come on. It's very informative and entertaining, to, to say the least, man. It was great. It's always <laughs> awesome having you on. So you're, like, amazing. Uh, but it's somber in the sense that the acceleration, how it has jumped. And I see a, this is going to be bad. And I think we have a couple of months before it goes from bad to worse. And that's the point of what I'm trying to get across everybody. Cause I've, I've had a few of you reach out to me with thoughts and your frustrations, which I I've listened to you and I appreciate what you're saying. Again, this is go back to my days working for the department of defense. If, if we had something, I'm going to speak ambiguously. If we had something go on in a country with something we developed and it didn't work right and some people got killed who weren't supposed to get killed, I can't walk into the meeting and go, well, here's the happy news. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> That's not my job. My job is to sit there and say, here's what's wrong. Here's how we corrected it. Here's the possible ramifications from a public relations standpoint, et cetera. So as we stand here, the other end of it is, is to kind of channel one's religious beliefs. How many more times are you going to have, regardless of what your, your faith may be, how many times are you going to have divine messages dropped into your lap that I really think you ought to start taking some steps? Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't come back to us next fall and say, you guys are so depressing. I, I want more positive news. Well, look out the window and watch some squirrels eating. But I mean, this is some serious stuff, and we've got to we got to look at what's going on. We got to look at how far down the rabbit hole goes. I mean, like I said on today's show, folks are very concerned, very very reacting in ways that you know it's easy to judge, but but fighting over over fuel, and it's like I would point you back to what's going on with refrigerated trailers. I'd point you also to the rail networks, and I would point you to data centers that are exploding or or burning to the ground, and all this other stuff that's going on. I mean. I know some people are out there about, about, well, how do we stop these billionaires? Well, there's a degree to which you can't. Our job is just to stay out from under the fire between them as they all fight out what they're fighting over. But that's why we're trying to keep you informed. Informed doesn't necessarily mean, here's the solution, or our other personal favorite here at Rogue, here's the savior. Here's this person that's going to save us all so that we don't have to take any action. We, we have to take action. So here, here are the options. And so again, go to the resources section uh, on Discord. We got a lot of content there. Scroll up to the top because that's when a lot of that stuff was posted there. And then last but not least, you got a question and you're on Discord, fire me a note. You don't have to broadcast it on the Vela's page. Just send me a note on, on Discord. I've had a couple of people reach out to me asking questions about stuff. Some cases I can help or I have some guides that other cases I haven't a clue that mm. I can at least direct you where to look. So, yeah. and again, that's the other thing we've had here at Rogue. We're stronger together than we are individually. So let's tackle this together. Very well said. And with, that we got, and with that, we got Harley coming. And with that being said, we got Harley coming up. And folks, enjoy your weekend. Again, go to the uh, website, roguenews.com. Roguenews.com, the nexus point, the touchstone of where you want to be as, we, as the world goes to the biggest transition and, and transfer of wealth in human history. And with that being said, CJ, take it away. <laughs>